You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy. And finally, start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Project You with Cami Craig. In the saddle with you today on this episode, speaking from experience, speaking from situations, speaking from the opportunity of living in this life and not having the tools that I desired always to have, but now that I do have them, I feel completely blessed. In Project U, we continue to grow. We continue to share the stories and, like I said, the opportunities and experiences and situations and the fails and the successes together to maybe relate at one point and say, yeah, I totally get it. I've been there, done that, and I've actually had that tool. Or, holy smokes, I've never even thought about that, so gosh, I'm really going to gain a lot from this. Um, but that's what Project U is, you know, and, and being two years deep, I, I, I know that this is a blessing and the blessing is, is you guys and you girls on the other side. I continuously get blessed with your journal entries and you saying thumbs up. That was a really great one. I really, I really admire that you had spoken in vulnerability and not be scared and um, thank you so much for sharing all your all your education on behalf of um, health and fitness. And so it's a combination between a health and fitness podcast and then emotional versus logical podcast. And 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 you can see exactly where I'm at in life. Every single episode, uh, um, of course, the the podcast that that streamlined the education. That is my deepest and most sincere passion. And then on the other side, when we're diving into the emotional versus logic and vice versa, I am speaking from experience. And I, I feel that this is a calling of mine as of right now uh, from what I've gone through in my life to actually share it without being disgusted in myself and being shameful and full of guilt and sadness and all the things and and believe me when I say one of the hardest decisions that you can ever make in your life is also an opportunity that you will feel sadness and you will feel you will feel it on the other side and it always doesn't feel great but it doesn't mean that it's not the best decision for you so I really had to grasp that and hold that and know that okay this is this is okay this is normal when we make decisions and and usually they are are pivotal decisions like life altering decisions that that you're like no 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 I just got to go back you know uh, I got to go back to the job I got to go back to the relationship I I, I got to um, and that's only because we're used to something you know so in this in this episode today I just want to say thank you thank you for grounding yourself and and thank you for being open to even pushing play today. You know, it's, it's enlightening to me, um, to have these opportunities to literally sit here with you and chat and know that you're in your car or you're in your room, or you were literally just got done meditating. And now you're journaling on a subject that, that one you knew of, or maybe two, you didn't have anything inside of you that you knew anything about what we're about to talk about. 
you know, and just to be open. It's really bold of you and it's really courageous of you. And that's, that's the stance I've taken over the past, gosh, two years. And this will always be a timeline for me as long as Project U is going is, and, and how long I have been in therapy, how long that I have been in the zone of picking up more tools and being conscious. So that means being awake and not below the line living, which I was for so long. So jumping right into exactly what we're talking to or talking about today, apologies. Um, I, I, I wanted to share first off that this has been one of the biggest epiphanies in my life that have, that has happened over the course of the last three weeks. I even took a bye week from Project U um, because things started to happen, and I and I noticed that oh my my computer you know the screen shattered and 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 I wasn't able to do to work on my podcast. I'm like oh, okay, that's that's more reason to hunker in and study more and 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 be delivered with with information that I need to because I went through a really pivotal point in my life, um, these past three weeks and I cannot wait to share it. And in the meantime, um, we just got to know that this episode is all about the psychology of love and fear. It is about living your life in fear versus living your life in love. Um, and, and, and really when I, when I say this out loud for the first time, I think of living life in darkness, living life in light, you know, living life in goodness versus living light or life in, in evil. Like that's just what it's all about. For me on a spiritual level, it's living the life of God, living the life of what the devil wants for me, you know, and this episode really is going to extract that out of you. What side have you been living more so? And the the teachings and the therapy and also the psychology work that I've been doing over the, the, the past month, um, Hardcore has expressed itself on this subject alone, which is not bizarre to me. It is absolutely for a reason. So as I as I started to realize that this is what was happening, I no longer live my life to love and fear, but I choose to live my life to love and happiness. And, and, and I have to say happiness because it's a choice. I have chosen literally for 15 years of my life. And then before that, even I I can recall moments that I lived in fear even in, in my childhood, because I was so fear-based in, in my teachings, which was great. Um, believe me when I say that um, having the fear of God in you is a great place to be, uh, but also I took it to, to the higher note, and I didn't need to be. I didn't need to. I, I learned later on in life that being less emotional and more logical is, going, is for me. It's not against me, um, but I'm an empath also, so I really... I really catered to the the emotional side. And so now I'm like, okay, how can a human be in harmony of of 
of this emotional versus logic, lo logic versus emotional love and fear, fear and love. Uh, and, and here I go with, with my teachings that, that we should, okay. Every single day reject fear and we should choose love. This is a really, really popular saying. It's a quote. It's a, it's wonderful advice that you can get from others. I've heard it my whole life. And, and then when push comes to shove, when you fall on your knees and you're like, holy freak, like this is what's happening to me. I am rejecting fear for the first time in my life and I'm choosing love. And, and, and I think there's many people many humans that believe that there are two primal emotions in, in the human being, right? That there's either love or fear. And we can break that down again. Is it good or evil? Is it light or darkness? Is it God and the devil? Like we can see it in all, all different ways right here. And, and, and if we are really being real with ourselves, it's really, really hard to feel both at the same time. I always tell my, my clients, like, I'm seeking and I'm searching to be in an excited state. It's really hard to be excited and sad at the same motion, you know? And so it's, it's, it's exciting to me. It's, it's alarming to me to, to, to know those, to, to know the difference between those two, you know? And so when, when I, when I'm seeking out to be in an excited state, I know that I'm goal oriented. I'm being motivated. I'm being pushed. I'm being coached. I'm being, um, in, I'm in a setting of accountability and that keeps me in an excited state. And, and then when you go home, you know, and the work gets you and the relationship gets you and, and the traffic gets you and the politics get you and the mask get you like, then you start to get into a sad state, right? But when we, when we jolt, when we use our neuroplasticity, when we change the direction of our mind frame, then we can put ourselves into an excited state. So they're very black or white. That's not a stance that we take in both. And, and, and in the same way that light removes darkness, love can remove fear. We know this. And the choice to reject fear, okay, and the choice that we have for love can, can feel something like the moments of crisis, the moments of an accident, the moments of losing your job, the moments of leaving your marriage, the moments of actually starting a new business and the moments of climbing the highest mountain that you've ever climbed before. Those, those are the moments that this applies in. So the choice to reju, re, I'm sorry, the choice to reject fear and choose love is moments like this. You know, like when I chose to really turn my papers in for the divorce, I really made the choice to reject the fear. And I chose love for myself and for my family, for my business, for my community and everything because I was living a front. I was living a life that I didn't want to live. I was living a life of fear. I was loving in fear every single day of my life. Hey, you love me, right? You love me. He would say, I love you. I'm like, do you? Do you love me? Because you've done all the things that said that you don't love me, but I'm going to believe you because I'm hopeful. I'm so hopeful. And I'm going to put myself aside to make sure that everything is okay. And, and that was choosing fear 
And I made the choice to reject love. And it seems so crazy because when I was back in it, I, I thought I was choosing love and rejecting fear. A hundred percent. I thought that's what I was doing. But, but, you know, in all truth, the opportunity to choose love and reject fear presents itself in the smallest moments of life, especially in relationships and, and with those that we love that are closest to us. You know, we, we, we see this and it's the truth. The opportunity to choose love and reject fear presents itself in the smallest moments of life. And I cannot tell you enough on how great this statement has, has helped me in, in this time, because the more that time goes by every single day, I realize that me rejecting fear and me choosing love for myself and for my life first has, has helped me see the truth that was really in for me. Like life had something for me, but I was rejecting it because I was living in fear. You know, and, and I was, I was rejecting really destiny for myself, you know? So when love over fear is a choice, every time someone tells us something about ourselves or has an experience of us that we don't want to hear, we, we, we hurt, right? So love over fear is a choice every single time. And we didn't know, like when the people do share things you know, bad about us and we don't really want to hear them and, and, and has an experience and all those things. Like we need to know that, that this is just fear-based. We're not choosing love. We're not, we're not, we're not even choosing to change ourselves at that point. We're just choosing to be fear-based and I'll fix it and whatever, whatever it can be. And, and I know this because I've lived it. You know, this doesn't need to be your life. This doesn't need to be the, 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 the way that it's supposed to be. And we know this because, because we're living intentionally, you know, and, and when you're in an intimate relationship with someone and you are fear-based, we tend to hurt each other a lot. You know, we discover that we're hurting the person we're we're, we're sharing their pain. We're expressing ourselves in ways and verbalizing ourselves in ways that upset you and upset me. Um, and, and realize we're criticizing each other and, and we're being dysfunctional. You know, I'm being blamed. He's being blamed. You're being attacked. I'm being attacked. And, and that's all because fear is the front line of this relationship. Fear is the front line of this workplace. Fear is the front line of what you manifest. If you manifest that you don't like flying on planes, like it's going to be a horrible experience. That trip alone is going to be full of turbulences. You know, it's going to be full of shakes and, and clatters and ups and downs. And, and it's going to make you stir crazy. But if you know that you know that you're on that plane for a reason and it's going to get it, you know, get you from destination A to point B, like with, without feeling that you are fear-based and that you're going to crash and die, like that's going to be a better trip for you. And it's a choice right out of the gate, you know, and, and we don't have to physically survive in fear because if we physically survive in fear, which really is just the worst place to be, we're going to start feeling our body in, 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 in a panic attack. 
our GI system isn't going to work. We're going to start to um, experience ulcers and we're going to start experiencing heart palpitations, all these things and, and very unfair, unwarranted things that that you don't need to have in your life, you're presenting into your life because you choose fear. You choose to love in fear. And I'm really talking to myself right now. I don't know if I'm talking to you. I don't know if you this resonates, but in my life, I chose to love in fear. And when I made the pivot, when I started to finally stop attacking myself, stop blaming myself, stop criticizing myself and shaming myself, I started to experience what love is on a healthy note. I started to become consciously aware of, holy crap, I was, I was embodied in this identity that was threatened every single day because I placed myself there. I knew what was going on. Every single time, like I knew the next text message that came through. I knew the next phone call that came through. I knew through the next meeting that came through. I knew going out and seeing the eyes and seeing the, seeing the, the feeling, the energy and the vibe. Like I knew, you know, and I kept myself in a very, in a threatened position or position that, that made me feel that I was in a survival mode that made me feel that I was being, that I was in a dangerous position, that I was in conflict. And, and this was a place of fear, which means that I was always defending my ego. I was always being attacked and also attacking back. I was, I was being threatened all the time, you know, and fear it, which is a primal emotion, right? literally swept me like a tsunami and it caused me to react without even thinking and consulting and, and, you know, with the wise and becoming more evolved and loving myself. It restricted me of actually thinking logically and, and consulting with the wise and, 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 and the ability to evolve, which we are destined to evolve. You guys, we are supposed to evolve. Our, our life is supposed to be in a loving place. We are supposed to love in happiness. We are supposed to love not in fear. Okay. So if we choose love over fear as a life practice, we don't have to wait for a crisis situation. Brain health is no longer only for those who are suffering from major psychological disorders. For many, COVID-19 has amplified these issues. Maintaining and treating conditions such as anxiety, brain fog, and mood swings is as simple as a checkup with brain health restoration. Mert Brain Therapy at Brain Health Restoration is the most current brain technology on the market. Mert Brain Therapy maps and treats your brain by using non-invasive magnetic resonance therapy that optimizes brain function. You'll see immediately from the Brain Health Restoration readings the condition of your brain today. As you have these treatments, you start to see changes. The brain starts functioning in the way that it's supposed to. I'm not anxious anymore. I don't have depression. I sleep better. I have this sense of peace. Take control of your brain health today. Visit brainhealthrestoration.com. Use the code CAMI to get 10% off your first treatment. And if I would have loved myself in the very beginning, I would have never, ever, ever 
staying married. I would have never walked down the aisle. I would have chose myself and I would have chose my morals and my values and it wouldn't have taken me to walk down a crisis situation. We can, we can say this all day long, right? But what is done is done and I, here I am now. This experience in this story is going to be um, one of which that I think was very pivotal in my relationship, in my current relationship. And here it goes. Loving in fear versus loving in happiness and not fear. My boyfriend and I have been together for a year and a half and he has chosen to be a firefighter. He has chosen to take his primal effect uh, of being a man to provide for not only me, but my boys and our future family. He wants to protect us. He wants to provide for us. He wants to be primal. And that desire is, is, is guaranteed from my position because I've always wanted that. But I put myself in a situation to love from fear and to be the alpha and to be the person that made it all happen, to be the person that said, go ahead and sit over here and I'll do it. And I realized through, through my time that this was not the right place to be. I realized that this was very wrong and that this was very alpha of me and that this was not the life that I wanted to live anymore. So when I'm speaking of the situation, I want you to know that the drastic, that the drastic stance is, is present. Like I am living in a life of comparison every single day. I am able to be like, wow, this is what I wanted as a little girl, but this is what I, I catered to. And this is what I program program myself to. And this is what I got myself out of. And this is what I will get. So the big circle here is the dreams and the desires of the heart as a, as a young girl. And Dan and I joke often while I was dreaming of my Prince Charming that had morals and values and the moral compass on his you know, front side of his head and all these things and, and, and the primal effect of being a man, which is to provide and, and, and protect me and us and him, you know, in our world. Um, I realized that, that, um, I, I didn't attract that because I was so fear-based and I thought that I could take on everything like a feminist does. Um, girls rule the world and we can do our own and we can take care of ourselves and all the things. And that's going to be for another podcast. And it's going to, it's going to really streamline from this, but I had to let go of that mentality because really that's not truly what I wanted at heart. Um, but we joke because as I was dreaming, dreaming of a, a man such as Dan Knapp, he was dreaming uh, and, and thinking of frogs and lizards and he wasn't dreaming of them. He was just a boy, you know, and, and that's the guy that I wanted. I wanted the guy that wasn't, wasn't dreaming of women, you know, and fantasizing about women and, and, and being a womanizer. I already, I've already done that. And that's some, nothing that I want to fall in place again. And I won't. So long story short, he's going to be a firefighter. He's going to EMT school. He's going to then be located in Scottsdale for two weeks. And from there, he's going to be gone. 
he's going to be in a place where I am not with him. The boys are not with him. Um, his family is not with him. His clients are not with him. He is gone. And he's doing something for himself. As I realize that this is starting to happen, I get anxious. And old Cammy gets anxious. Old Cammy gets really controlling. Old Cammy gets um, irritable. You know, all these things. Because why? Because I was conditioned to live the life that I did for so long and hope that it was going to change. And I was done before the change was, was really, you know, could happen. Um, I chose myself and I chose love over fear. So when I was getting anxious and stuff, because I knew Dan was leaving, I realized that, oh my gosh, this is fear-based. I'm fearful that Dan's going to leave. I'm fearful that Dan's going to abandon. I'm fearful that Dan's going to cheat. I'm fearful that he is going to choose otherwise. I, I'm fearful of whatever that you can think of. Old Cammy attempted, which is false self, which is ego, started to step in and, and be the devil, be the darkness, be the fear in my life when I know who my boyfriend is. I know that he stands in a stance of nothing that I just described. But being programmed, you know, for so long, you have to shed. You have to get rid of. You have to program yourself differently. You have to get rid of all the layers, you know, and that takes time. So please have grace on yourself when you are going through um, a very pivotal moment in your life that is causing stress in your life because it's so different, but give yourself time to really actually change and shift these layers, the shield, the skin, whatever it is, the condition. And, and as I started to do that, I started to realize, oh, this is very familiar feeling. I would get very anxious. I'd get irritable. I would start a fight, you guys with my ex because I knew that he was leaving and I knew bad things were going to happen and I already, I already knew what was going to happen. So then I tried to fight and make a fight happen so he didn't go. So then that thing didn't happen. Guess what? No matter how hard I fought, no, how hard I, I attempted to play karma and God and all these things, it already happened. And I was just trying to expedite the inevitable. I was just trying to not expedite. I was trying to prolong it. I'm sorry. I was trying to prolong it. It was already going to happen. It already did happen. And I didn't know what type of personality I was working with. I didn't know that I was with a narcissist. I didn't know that I was with a womanizer. I didn't know that I was with a liar. I didn't know because I wasn't that way. And so then I started acting like super, super powerful, crazy and full of anxiety and control and all these weird things that I've never felt before because I was surviving and I was also trying to protect myself. So with Dan, I realized that I was feeling all these feelings like they were coming back and I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. This is Dan. This is Dan. This is Dan. This is the man that loves you. This is the man that is for you. He wants to spend the rest of life with you and everything that you once knew is so different. So you have to, you have to change that. You have to shift that. You have to know that this, this is Dan. This isn't your ex, you know? And like, that's exhausting. That's, that's honestly like, like crazy. 
because you've lived an unhealthy relationship for so long. You've lived in fear, Cami, for so long. Like, how can this, you know, but you have to choose the truth versus your ego. And at that point, I was just like, you just got to step back. You got to step back. You got to, you got to be okay. You got to know that he is doing this for him and for us and, and, and know that, you know, this isn't detrimental because we're leaving each other for two weeks. Like this is going to be the beginning. So we started to go through it. Our dog Obar ends up getting, um, getting diagnosed with seizures. So we have a dog that has a condition as well. And so we have to treat him for the rest of his life with medication every day and every night. Um, and that happened while I was gone for the first weekend and Dan just had left. So I'm in Vegas and he had just left and anxiety and, and, and anxiousness and, and stress starts to, to fall on top of also me knowing that my man's leaving for two weeks and, <gasps> you know, but having to calm myself down and be there for the right reasons. You know, now I'm not only consoling my, my boyfriend, but I'm consoling my family. I'm consoling Ovar. I'm consoling the family that, that is back home and helping us. Like this is a huge deal. And I just had to breathe. I then realized that this is not about me. This is not about my feelings. It's not about my past. It's not about what I think could happen. I needed to let go. Once and for all, let go. Erase it. It has been a year and a half and you cannot continue to live in that mindset. You are not living that life anymore. You've been therapy. You've been in scripture. You've been in mantras and meditations. You've been in, you know, your, your hot and cold therapy. You've been in your breathing exercises. You've been doing it all. And you've been doing this to get yourself better, to get yourself out of this trance and out of this condition. I had to step up to the plate. I had to be there for my man. And I had to choose this now. To put all aside and to put all anxiety and, and the fear and all of that aside, that was the moment that my dog was, was in seizures in Reno, Nevada while I'm in Vegas and he's on his drive to Arizona. I realized that this, is, this healthy relationship is so much bigger than me. This is about us for the first time in my life. I chose at that moment to get rid of the fear and place love, which is so about like, I am, I am love. I really feel like I am a walking ball of love. But in that situation, I altered, I, I chose to dance with the devil because I was dancing with the devil. I was in darkness. I was in evil. I was in fear. So when you are conditioned that way, and that's the way you lived, it takes a little bit to get out of it in that, in that space. So I pivoted and I said, God, this is my time to shine. I have to support my family. I have to support my mindset. I have to support my heart. And that is to honestly believe what is happening here. And that is a healthy relationship. And one of that is not choosing fear, but one is that is choosing love. I am rejecting fear right now. And it all went out the door. He went down to Arizona and I also am a, of a woman of control, 
what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And then like, that's our communication, right? But no, no. Communication doesn't happen greatly and profoundly and 100% without understanding, comprehension. I needed to understand what the F was going on before I really could communicate. And all I wanted to do was communicate. And I, and I overdrew on communication because I was fearful and that effing sucks. I saw myself over these course of two weeks. From the very beginning, I chose, you're not going to communicate. You're not going to make this all about you. You're not going to try to be controlling and know every move. You are going to sit in love and without fear for the first time in your life. And really, that was kind of fearful to even sit in a place of just full love and not be controlling, not be, you know, anxiety ridden and all the things. So when I say this, I realized that I was living my life in fear. I even communicated in fear. And how do I know this? Because for the first time in my life, my boyfriend challenged me silently. He did not say a thing. He challenged me to, to do something different that I've never done before. And that was to communicate very, very simply and very lovingly and believe that everything was okay. To give you a tidbit of what was going on every single day. I knew that he left for eight, 12 hours a day at 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. He was gone. He would never have his phone. Um, and he chose to not have his phone because he wanted to be in a place where he was focused and hyper-focused that is. And so I wasn't going to be a distraction for the first time in my life. I wasn't going to try to control someone and also distract them. Um, they needed to get, he needed to get to where he needed in the support of love and happiness. So I text him anywhere from 6 to 7.45 a.m. every single day for 15 days straight. I text him every single day, and it started with 1 out of 14, 15, 1 out of, or 2 out of 15, 3 out of 15, and a note of what I thought about him. I thought about the situation. I thought about his studies. I thought about uh, uh, anything that I thought about was in that text, and I knew that he would read it. And I knew that he would take on and carry on in his day because he was there for a purpose. Dan is a very simple being. He's like, okay, I'm here for this. This is what I will focus on. I know that I love you and I know that I love you and you, you, and you, and I'm putting this aside and this aside for my goals, but everything else is okay. I attempted that for the first time. When he graduated two weeks later, I was able to send him a text message. And that text message was a letter that I wrote on July 8th before he even got to Arizona and even got into his classroom. I wrote him a letter that I wrote when I was feeling these feelings and that I, that I erased everything in my heart, in my brain, in my gut that wanted to take over. And I shared with him that I'm so happy that he graduated his EMT course. I'm so happy that he graduated every course that is in front of him. I'm so happy that he is a firefighter. I'm so happy that you are all the different levels of firefighters. I'm so happy that you are a captain. I'm so happy that you are retired. And I'm so happy that we are sitting somewhere sharing our stories as an old couple. I wrote him that letter on July 8th. For the first time in my life, I sat and listened. And I really, 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 really shoved aside the fear and I saw the love 
I saw what was going to happen. And lo and behold, he passed. It's it. That's done. He passed. And he has a few more tests to pass. And he has the academy to go through. And he has the probation period to go through. He's going to go through it all. I know it. I, I already saw it. I felt it. Because I got still. And I got so beyond fear. I got so immersed with love. And it, with love, you believe. With love, there's opportunity. With love, there's happiness. I release myself from, from the stress. I release myself from the GI tract being disgruntled. I, I release myself from the ulcers and, and, and the hurricane. I release myself from that. And I got to tell you, because I choose to, to love in love and not in fear has been the biggest pivotal moment of my life so far. Because of Dan leaving for two weeks, my, my heart grew fonder of him. I have way more respect. I have way more respect for myself. I now know that I'm more capable of loving and love rather than fear. <laughs> Is vanishing every single day. It doesn't mean that it's gone. It just means that I'm practicing and I'm aware of it. I'm aware that I love in fear. And I will not be okay with that. I will not love my boys in fear. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm going to believe. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to take care of it as much as I can. And I'm going to let what is supposed to happen, happen. Opposed to being controlling and anxious and hard and cynical towards those situations because bad things have happened in my life. Well, guess what? Bad things have happened in your life, in everyone's life. We're not, we're not special, but we're authentic. And the way that we respond to this versus react to this is the light. And that's so, so heavy in my heart every single day. Kimmy, how are you going to love? Are you going to love in love and love in happiness? Or are you going to love in fear? Every single day from the moment that the catastrophe and the big hurricane happened and the fight that I was trying to start happened, I chose to, to really ask myself every single day, are you going to love and love? Or are you going to love and fear? So I ask you today, are you going to love in love? Or are you going to love in fear? I really do love you. And I believe in you. And I know this was a silly little story and it's just mine. And it's my, it's my love story. And it's, it, it's my, it's my growth, but find your growth. See your growth. Find your love story. Because it's so beautiful. It's, it's the number one. It's the best seller. It is. And I love you for seeing that. Until next time, you guys. Mwah. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus. <laughs>